This is Langston Hughes, and I am reading from my new book of poems, Ask Your Mama, 12 Moods for Jazz. With the Grammys, just a little bit of way, our own Diva of Indy, or The Indy Diva, is among those nominated, in case you missed that story. Uh, Angela Brown, been on the program before, one of the best opera singers, okay, one of the only opera singers I know, but one of the best opera singers in the world, is part of an album that you really need to hear, just because it is interesting, it is excellent, and it is deep, it is, I don't know how to describe it, it is based on the Langston Hughes epic, Ask Your Mama, that he wrote in 61, I believe. And Angela is part of that album. It's been nominated for three Grammys. And she's got a concert. If you have never seen Angela perform, you can see her in March, just a few weeks from now. And uh, it's I love having Angela on and talking to her. And I can't wait to see the concert. And hopefully we'll be talking to a Grammy winner, Angela Brown, here soon. Angela, how are you? I'm fine, and I hope the same thing, Ray. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ask your mama, how'd you get involved in that? Well, to be totally honest, um, my agent, there was a, a composer I was working with whose agent was working with another client of hers, and they were looking for someone to um, kind of take the place of Jesse Norman. Because it seems like Jesse Norman and I, we, we are always together. She's passing on something, and I get to jump on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. She literally did this um, this show, which was uh, a stage um, uh, with, with the orchestra and everything before we recorded it. She did it at Carnegie, and she didn't want to record it. So they called me up, and literally I flew out to Los Angeles, and I sang everything that she didn't. And... Um, it's come to this, so it's been a blessing. Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> it is It is something else. I don't know that you can, because I know one of the nominations is Best Classical Compendium and Best Engineered Album Classical. You think classical music, though, and you listen to this, that's not, uh, that's not what I think of when I think of classical. There is so much in this, uh, it, in this work. Exactly, exactly. It is like... It, it, it's woven with hip hop and R and B and jazz and classical and opera. I mean, it's everything. It's one of those pieces that you sit back with the fireplace on. You have, you know, your favorite snack or your favorite beverage. Your feet are kicked up. You're petting your dog, and you just listen. It's one of those chill out, snowy day listen. And you are like dancing and bopping and going, "Oh, did it do that?" Did it go that way? I, I mean, you get excited listening to it because it's nothing like what you think. It's eargasm. It really is. <laughs> That's a great word, eargasm. It is fantastic. And uh, you, you can hear, obviously, your voice, so many other different voices all melded together around this work. Now, I know about Langston Hughes. I know some of his work. Uh-huh. I've at least mm-hmm. familiarized myself with it. I wonder if... Today, people of at least people my age, I'm 44, going to be 45 a little bit later this year and younger. Do we really know? Mm-hmm. Who, do we really know who Langston Hughes is anymore? Well, it's 
hopefully it's being taught in the schools. Uh, African-American history is American history. So it's like it's being hopefully being taught more in the schools, but probably not. uh, And it's it's definitely definitely left up to uh, the performers that are out there today to keep uh, relevant uh, pieces like his in the forefront. What did you know about um, Langston Hughes? I, I assume you knew a fair bit. Yeah, oh, he was definitely uh, uh, a part of the Harlem Renaissance. Yeah. And I learned about him in school uh, and in college. So he's, I mean, just a, a big prolific writer of poetry. And I've actually sung other um, uh, songs that have been set to his poetry. So. Oh, yes. He was definitely out there with uh, Richard Wright and uh, uh, Maya Angelou's and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. And he was before her, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Angela Brown right. is with me. Angela is uh, nominated for a Grammy as part of Ask Your Mama, this uh, wonderful album that was put out. Uh, there's so many people on here. <laughs> San Francisco Ballet Orchestra provided a lot of the music. The Roots mm-hmm. are on here. Uh, yeah. Did, did you get to meet Questlove? Questlove is one of my favorite people in the world. I, You know, all of this was done, everyone was separate. Oh, man. And then and then she stitched it together. Okay. That's part of the magic of this piece, too, because it sounds like we're, you know, maybe jamming together. But it's really, it was all separately done. Uh, I did get a chance to meet Nina Freelon when mm. she came through the Jazz Kitchen a couple of years ago. And I told her that we were on this project together. And so we, we've uh, struck up a friendship. So, yeah, it, it's a real exciting, real exciting uh, project. And I hope people will check it out. What What is the difference for some of us who don't know? Because we've seen it done both ways, or I've seen it done both ways. Recording mm-hmm. Recording something by yourself in a studio with the soundtrack around you just recording your part as opposed to recording something with a live orchestra or live instrumentation behind you? And I've done both. Um, it's To me, it's less, less nerve-wracking uh, when you are by yourself and you can hear your track because you can go over it several times and you can you can kind of afford to mess up a little bit but when you have the whole orchestra there and the conductors there and everybody's waiting for you to hit your mark, it's a little more expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah, so definitely. That, that, you know. So it's, it's exciting both ways, but a little more laid back with the studio experience. Yeah, because I, I know, and just being a nerd and knowing about Sinatra, Sinatra liked it the other way. He always liked to have the band with him. And, of course, those mm-hmm. session, those recording sessions, because he didn't like to start recording until like 10 o'clock at night sometimes, and they'd be going mm-hmm. until you know, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. It, but you're right, you, you that does get expensive after a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. have to be ready. Yeah. So, uh, oh. Grammy Awards. Now, I, now, the Grammys have changed over the years. The Grammys used to be a place, the actual award ceremony on that airs on TV, where you could see a wide range of musical styles. Now, it seems the Grammys, they cut out, I imagine, things like Ask Your Mama and some of the other right. the, the music categories like that because they're trying to get mm-hmm. rate, gen up ratings and have what's popular. Right. And, and I 
uh, me being, I guess, getting to be an old fogey, I missed <laughs> the way that it was because, you know, yeah. from, from my perspective, I wouldn't, I would never have known, or not until much later, about, say, um, Andre Segovia, the great classical guitarist, had I not okay. s- seen that on the Grammys many, many years ago right. when I was a kid. First time I ever saw Ella Fitzgerald, who was my grandfather's favorite singer in the world was on a Grammy broadcast, and I found this video on YouTube the other day, and it reminded me of it. I couldn't have been more than five years old, maybe four. Mm -hmm. And she and Mel Torme were presenting one of the Jazz Category Awards, and they started improvising and started scatting back and forth at Mm -hmm. at the podium before they gave the award. And that was the first time I ever saw Ella Fitzgerald in my life and was blown away as a little kid. Oh, yeah. And I can uh, imagine. yeah, but I mean, something like this, at least a piece of it, I think, needs to be out there so you expose the public to it. And uh, unfortunately, this this is going to be one of those awards, probably that they scroll across the bottom of the screen. Uh, exactly. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Well, but uh, I'm just hoping and praying we win. There and, you go. Uh, Check it out yourself. Check it out yourself. Yes. If you can Google it, you can uh, on Google Play. You can streaming on um, iTunes, mm-hmm. all over. You can find Ask Your Mama. Yes, please do. Now, if you've never seen Angela sing live, then uh, you can do so on March the 12th at the Palladium in Carmel. Going to be singing with the Carmel Symphony Orchestra. And uh, I'm excited about this because I've never seen you sing live, Angela. I'm sorry to say that. Wow. We're, we're going to wow. fix it. We're going to fix that, though. <laughs> We're going to fix it, baby. We're going to fix it. I do more than uh, all about that bass. <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, that was uh, an improvisation with our friends Time for Three backstage when you were doing the Yuletide celebration with the Indianapolis yeah. Symphony Orchestra. And I always, always play that every time I talk to you because that's, I, that's the definitive recording of that song, Angela. Oh, my goodness. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> now, what what you going to be doing in uh, Carmel? What, what What's going to be on the bill there? Well, we're gonna, you're going to hear some opera arias, uh, some art songs, some musical theater, a little gospel. So I'm giving it all to you. You'll enjoy it. That's like your entire musical life all in one night, sounds like. Exactly, exactly. And I, and I tend to sing like that from my heart and from everything that you know, has been part of my upbringing and and molding and making who I am. It's the fabric of Angela Brown. So, yeah. Mm. That's going to be a a lot of fun. Uh, David uh, Bowden's going to be conducting the Carmel Symphony Orchestra. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's a a pre-concert conversation on the evening's composers in the music. So get there early. That's at 645, and the show starts at 730 at the Palladium. And uh, we've got all the info at uh, WIBC.com. Go see the wonderful Angela Brown. What else are you working on uh, these days, Angela? Well, I'm glad you asked me that, right? <laughs> I have a jewelry line out that is an online jewelry line, and it's called It's a Divathang.com. Okay. Uh, it's handcrafted uh, fabric wrapped jewelry that's easy to travel with, and you don't have to muff and fuss over it and still be a diva, honey. <laughs> so it's a divathang.com, and I'll actually be having a trunk show at Profile Boutique that's in the Ironworks uh, uh, Plaza uh, at Keystone and uh, 86 on March 17. So 
come by, you know, drop by and see me there. And I'm also very excited to be working on uh, a new cabaret. I've never done cabaret, hmm. but I think I can do it. And so working on a show for that. And so, uh, yeah, a lot of new things, irons in the fire. Why you want to make jewelry? Is that just something you like doing? or? <laughs> well, I like how you said that. Why you want to make jewelry, girl? <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love jewelry. I mean, it, I like accessories. I, I don't feel like you have to have all the bells and whistles, you know, at the hem of your dress. You can have a little something that's cute and beautiful around your neck or at your ear or around your wrist. And to be totally honest, I would travel with all of my rhinestones and glitter and glam. And when I would get to where I was going, a lot of the set had fallen out of the pieces, hmm. whether they were expensive pieces that I had bought or if they were relatively inexpensive they'd fall out because of the, you know, the, the jostling of the luggage. So I said to myself, why don't I create something that still maintains its integrity through uh, the travel process, but has a bit of bling to it. And then I also have things for day and night. And, and that can be great transitional pieces. So that's why I started it. Okay, yeah, and you do like to wear the jewelry. The one time I saw you backstage <laughs> before Yuletide celebration, this was uh, during rehearsal. You 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 were still uh, decked out, shall we say? Hey, well, you know what can I say? You, you got to be the diva. Yeah. <laughs> you got to bring it. Got to bring it. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll link to that. Uh, it's it's a diva thing, thing. It's a. It's a diva thing. D-H-A-N-G. It's a diva thing. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. All right. We'll link, we'll link that up, too, and uh, hopefully Thanks. steer some uh, folks your way. And that trunk show is the 17th. And uh, we'll yes. have that That's info, Profiles too. Profiles Boutique. Profiles Boutique. You, so you can, In the Iron Works building. So you can uh, go see Angela Brown sing on the 12th, and then you can learn how to uh, look like Angela Brown, or, or at least dress hey. like her a little bit. <laughs> Five days later, Angela Brown. It's uh, it's always fun and uh, good luck. We'll be watching the Grammys. Hopefully, uh, you guys pick up a, a win in at least one of those categories. Three nominations for oh, Ask yeah. Your Mama, and yeah, seriously, do check out Ask Your Mama on iTunes or uh, wherever you, you get your music. And uh, Angela, we will see you uh, next month. I appreciate it. All right, Ray. Thank you.